this week on This Galarian Life, it's the Battle of Long Shadow. And let's make them suffer like they want us to. The stakes are high. Families are on the line. I just expected you to understand a little more. And I expected you to not be such a terrible daughter and run off with hobgoblins, but here we are. The fate of more than just the town is on the line. Some sort of age-old prophecy is beginning to be unfurled, which doesn't make any sense because prophecy died with Aridin. The crew sets up for their battle. Maybe if we get if we get an opening, I say we should take the tower out. But if there's not just an infinite word pouring out of it, we should probably focus on. But will they win this war of attrition? And if you're listening to this, that means we survived 2020, which I'm not sure about yet. Well, at least the audio did. Listen to find out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 69, nice, of this Galarian life. Uh, Before I begin, we should uh, uh, say that we've had some really cool artwork made that you can see on our Twitter page. Um, Check it out, follow the artist there. Um, It's really cool, and I'm really, really happy to have it. It's all of our original characters, and it is so masterfully done that when it was shown to me, I almost got a tear in my eye. It was really, really amazing to, to see in, in reality to the episode. This week, we actually start the Battle of Long Shadow. This has been something that has been on the dockets ever since episode 44, the end of book two. The last fight with Isbarak the Black Dragon. This battle has been looming in the distance ever since, and I have some major plans for it that I think will kind of change the course of the show. But for now, it's important to look back at all of the things that the party has done, all of the things the party has lost, all of the things that has changed the party, but ultimately, what they can have, what they can lose and what it means for the fate of Nermathos, and perhaps Galarian. Presenting Episode 69, The Battle of Longshadow. Well, it looks like it's time to go win a war. I, I think it's... Woo! <laughs> there we go. A, I think it's just one of a simple battle. Let's, let's get that energy up. Let's save yeah. the city. Yay. Thank you, Gavin. How is um, everyone's lady voice better than mine? <laughs> I mean, I just do a gruff voice, but without, like, the deep throat noise. Speaking of throat I noise... Like, I like your lady voice. Thank you. So, I forgot to mention it on last week's broadcast, but the conflicts you dealt with last week was enough to level you all up, so let's go through real quick and... Talk about anything exciting that happens. Oh, I got this one first. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, hold on, I was on this first, so Touché. I got this first. All right. okay. I leveled up a couple weeks ago just in anticipation of this. And uh, a lot of exciting stuff happened to me. Uh, my HP was raised from 76 to 84, which if it was just one evolution for a Pokemon would be good, but it feels kind of underwhelming in the context of Dungeons and Dragons, to be honest. And then I got another challenge, bringing me up to four challenges per day. And my basic attack bonus increased by one. Very exciting stuff. That's the best level up discussion you've ever done, Eves. Congratulations. That's better than mine. You've I leveled up as a player. <laughs> I um I got fifth level spells. One of them's fun. It's called Roaming Pit. Just direct pits around, making hobgoblins fall into them, and they can't get out. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to do the penny voice all the time, Kevin. Sorry. Anything else happen to an arcanist at tenth level? Oh, um, no. Do you not get exploits or anything? Do I not get what? Do you get exploits at 10? No, those are at odd levels. Oh. Yeah. Excuse me for being an idiot. No, it's okay. Next level I get greater counterspell. That'll be fun. If you make it. Oh no. Who's next? So at level 10, a war priestess, a war priest, I suppose if you're going by the name of the class, it's a few things. My sacred weapon bonus goes from a D8 to a D10. So now I'm wielding D10 as a longsword. That's nice. Uh, general skill increases. I got my first fourth level spell. Very interesting. And I also received a major blessing. Uh, for all you folks at home, I had Teresia choose from the good domain 
the major blessing battle companion. So if I so desire, up to nine times a day for one minute each round, or each go, I can have a Hound Archon join me on the field of battle. And Hound Archons are not like amazing fighters, but they do have pretty strong DR unless the enemy is really an evil one. So that's nice. Teresha's got her own Scooby-Doo now. Actually, the party does have a Scooby-Doo, and Derek, I will expect you to fully voice the Scooby-Doo. That was good. I guess I'll go next. Leveled up fighter, the level one barbarian. Um, that's about all I got. Uh, some more health and my bad one up. Uh, so my bad one up. So I'm plus fifteen to hit now. So hopefully I will actually be able to hit things, but highly unlikely. Uh, I got a new trick, which is psychosomatic surge, which is a way to give myself temporary HP because I can't rely on anybody to heal me. I also have more tricks that I can instill, so I'm keeping that in myself at all times, along with Mesmeric Mirror and Capella Alacrity. That's on tape. You uh, heard it here first, folks. And I got some new fancy spells like Synapse Overload, Shadow Form, and Haunting Mists. So, I mean, it sounds like 10 isn't like an amazing mechanical level for anybody, but it does make you beefier and stronger and give those of you with spells new spells which is really good and sexier and you get more resources which is very good for what's uh, about to occur but Gavin, let me ask you a serious question okay if your character gets the 10 feet of my hound archon and it's ongoing magic circle against evil will summon your character back to hell uh, i'm not from hell you wish okay well that's good to know that's She's good to know. oh no that's <laughs> <laughs> That was the name of my group in class. So before we officially begin, uh, this is a interesting set of mechanics we're going to go through for the next several episodes. Um, so I'm just going to make you all aware of them because this oh. is not a PC versus monster battle. This is an army versus town battle that you're trying literally to just fucking kill me now. So Kasarok is about to employ a bunch of different strategies to try to bring down the town. Each of those activities will have an effect on the defense points of the town, which is why you all have been steadily raising them. Your job as PCs is to defeat the general threats before uh, they can take the defense points down. I'm not going to get into it specifically, but there are varying levels of success, and a the only outright failure is... Uh, when the defense points go all the way down to zero. Everybody good with that so far? Sounds good to me. Here's where things get weird. I'll read straight from the book. To better emulate this chaos, Kasarok's attack on Long Shadow is measured roughly in turns. A turn is an arbitrary unit of time, as short as a few seconds or as long as an hour. From the player's perspective, a single combat round is one turn, but a turn is also the time it takes to move from one part of town to another in order to confront a new threat or cast several spells outside of combat. In between turns, when the PCs aren't actively engaged in combat, they may spend hours in eerie silence or battling invading forces offstage. So the book sets out events that happen on certain turns. And it's not like one event per turn, but your goal is to, I guess two things, to defeat the combats you're involved in as fast as possible, but also maintain resources so you can get through the battle altogether. So there's a little bit of a, it's a war of attrition. Any questions about that? No, uh, I have posted a, a Google Doc link in the chat for anyone who's interested as I'm transcribing everything that Derek says. Me too. So, Derek, you're telling me that are rounds in combat the same as rounds outside of combat? I assume not. Like, a combat might be one turn. Yes. Overall, but it might be like a dozen rounds. No. So, a round in combat is a turn. Jesus. But a turn is also arbitrary. So, if you're outside of combat, hypothetically, it could be, like, hours. So, it's just a way to make sure that, like you're trying to move fast. It's just a way to challenge you, I guess, to make you use your big stuff, but also kind of figure out ways to measure measure it so you're not all out by the time the battle's over. Right. So one round in combat is one turn, and then outside of that, like moving to the next place is also a turn, even if it's like hypothetically like 
30 minutes away. And in that time, you can, unless something's going funky, I'd just say cast whatever you want uh, to buff yourself or heal yourselves or whatever, but you have to make sure we're keeping track of those resources. Yeah. And if an event begins before you get there, then it'll typically start doing defense damage until you until you beat it. So we all good? Yep. Oh, I reckon. I reckon. So after Kasarok makes her speech, she pushes the army forward, and then she walks slowly back into that giant onyx tower that rose out of the ground. The gates of Longshadow are opened, and three major battalions of men are set forward, and women, are set forward onto the battlefield. One led by Syria, one led by Cobb Greenleaf, and one led by Daniel Toller. Inside the town, Mayor Crawford leads the internal forces. The three groups outside the town begin marching slowly forward as hordes of hobgoblins and other monsters charge forward. They reach about halfway, and mines begin going off in the battlefield, wiping out a significant number of them. But it seems as if they just keep coming. More piling out of that tower, and it doesn't seem like it's going to end anytime soon. So what you're saying is, we need to take out that tower. I mean, that that would be a very good goal, yes. Reinforce this, fuckers. I mean, this is all moving in slow motion. It seems what takes probably 30 seconds seems like it takes hours for the two armies to collide the leaders fall back to lead their men from behind uh, well i mean daniel's daniel's got bow so he's like shooting stuff he kills 80 men with one arrow or you're very proud my boy he's using a ballista the heaviest of crossbows <laughs> <laughs> okay what are we doing during this Derek? as as the two armies clash we fade to black oh shit you're all dead Oh, thank God. Good night. Hell everybody. yeah! Podcast over. Uh, Let's go, sep- boys. Time. The steps has got. Time for a homebrew campaign about gay vampires. Oh. Everybody, pull up five character sheets. I'm ripping this off from Strahd. It's time to go. Miss Flamebreaker, I assume you know why I called you into my office today. I assume you've heard some of the whispers. I want to make some things clear. Whatever you've heard, Aridin is not back that would be ridiculous he's been dead for a long time but there are whispers of his presence out in the world our high priests have attempted to commune with iomade and she doesn't know what's going on but has an inkling that we might find answers in Nirmathos. apparently some sort of age-old prophecy is beginning to be unfurled, which doesn't make any sense because prophecy died with Aridin. But we hear tale of one of the books Aridin's prophecies being revealed. Now, normally, we would send, you know, our high priests to figure out what's going on, but unfortunately, Nirmathos is currently embroiled in war, while the Church of Yomade is an awful one for stealth missions we figure maybe this time we try it and who better to send sneaking into a war than a soldier yes sir i understand i will go to near with us and i will find answers about these prophecies i will attempt to write as often as i can although from what little i know of Nirmathas, the openness how would you say infrastructure may not be the most suitable cost of communication but i'll write whatever i can and discern what i must we we understand completely. Your mission is to find that book and make it back, figure out what's going on, but the book is of utmost importance. We and Iomade have the utmost faith have the utmost faith in you. Go now. Yes, sir, and she smacks her fist to her chest, does a bow, and walks out the door briskly. A young boy is playing in a field, uh, with another boy who looks almost exactly like him, just a few years older. He's opening up a box, and he excitedly pulls out a little kit that says Call of Duty Medieval Warfare. <laughs> and it's, it's just like a foam sword that you practice with because, you know, video technology doesn't exist. 
And Charlie, your brother, walks up to you and goes, You know, Charlie, you ain't ever gonna become an actual knight with that bullshit. You gotta stop playing games. You gotta actually train. These little games aren't gonna do anything for you. You're never gonna become anything if you're just playing these games all the time. I'll become a streamer. A lot more money in that, and it's safer. Yeah, well, have fun explaining that to Dad in 20 years. And that kind of hits home because, like, your dad has been saying the same kind of stuff. In fact, your brother is more or less just echoing the exact same things your father's been saying for a couple years now that you found your talent with the game. Wait a minute, I was doing a deep voice, but this is when I was a child, right? Yeah, it, you had the same voice as a kid, it's fine. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you're, you're from Krogano. I mean, I guess I could sneak an hour or two in, but my main focus has got to be my hands on the sticks, not the swords, you know? Uh, we jump forward a couple years. You are leaving the courthouse with your father, and he's visibly angry. Fucking piece of shit garbage, son. <laughs> Brings dishonor on the family. He was to replace me. And then he pulls this... Charlie, I know... I know you don't have it in you, but you are going to take up my mantle. I don't know if you'll ever make me proud, but you'll at least die on the battlefield in my name. And he hands you uh, your brother's sword. And I guess your new life is kind of sort of found you, mm. Laura. Now, it, it's been like three days since he left. Off to fight trolls and maybe eventually dragons. Your daughter walks up to you. Hey, Mom, how are you? I am well, Doctor. How are you? Pretty good. Um, I'm going to go out and train for a little bit today, if that's all right. Who are you training with? What are you training? Oh, my, my druid stuff with Theo. Ah, uh, yes. Was it Theo? <laughs> Theodore. She calls him Theo because they're very cool. Uh, whenever she says Theo, uh, I just kind of narrow my eyes at her. You still aren't comfortable with... Okay, well... <laughs> Dad was comfortable with him, and it's just your it's father just, is a fool. It just seems strange to me that you're the one who's supposed to be all nurturing and whatever, and Dad, who you know how Dad is. I just expected you to understand a little more, and I expected you to not be such a terrible daughter and run off with hobgoblins. But here we are. Isn't I did raise you to not be so foolish as to trust them, but here we are. Okay, I understand, Mother. I guess maybe I'll just get out of here for a while. Clearly, uh... Well, if you're not going to help us survive any other way, one less mouth to feed is better than... <sighs> what the fuck? I, I did <laughs> tell Cyrix... Why are we screaming right now? <laughs> I told Cyrix to tell my daughter I didn't hate her. I'm supposed to be the bad parent right now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to leave forever. Just probably for the day. But just know that the way things are things aren't going to be the same between us have a good night mother I hope you treat Daniel better Jesus Christ <clears throat> motherfucker Laura's just gonna go back to doing whatever she was doing either helping prepare food or fix something or, but she's going to do it very angrily now Cyrix you're by the lake Ferrum's there and you've had these like dreams before where the girl you're with is obscured and everything that happened is obscured but you're seeing it very very clear now Ferrum's there green blurs emerge from the sky and you recognize them now as these tiny little fey creatures and you notice they have the telltale signs of the blight Ferrum runs for her her blade and they get a hold of her, and then you go crazy. Not, like, emotionally, but, like, something happens. And as you're actually remembering this now, you kind of feel it inside of you. You kind of just explode in this brilliant light, and after that moment, the the fey creatures are dead. But Ferrum's, Ferrum's not there anymore. After you notice she's gone, you kind of just pass out, and that's kind of when your memories are all gone. You don't really... your memories of Ferrum 
that was the day you lost her. In more ways than one. Penny, you're walking home. Her words are still ringing in your head. You know, I don't care what you think is best, Penny. We're doing this the way I know it will work. So if you don't want to do it this way, you don't have to be involved. Well, then I won't be involved. I'm just gonna do it better myself. God fuck them. Yes. Goodbye. So, I mean, it's it's been kind of a, a rough meeting, but you walk home. For fuck's sake, they just, want, they just want everything to fail. They just want it to crash. At least they're at home, and you can talk to them, see your son. But Hello. Uh, you walk in, and it's surprisingly silent. You search around a little bit, and there's an envelope with your husband's signature on the outfit back of it and has written your name. God damn it. You begin reading it. As as you make your way down the page, you just slowly become more and more enraged. You hold it back until you get to the last two lines and then you just kind of rip up the letter and kind of just throw it all away. Or throw it on the ground. You fucking idiot. Damn it. What do you do from there? I'm fucking leaving goddamn idiot at work oh my gosh of course uh i kind of put my hand in my in my jacket and start scritching my rabbit it's not our fault it's not our fault you know what fuck that i don't need him he's a fucking idiot can't just take my son away i think i'll just go myself i think i'll just do what i said it was gonna do i don't need their help i light the room on fire i just i throw the match in and as everything starts to go i like pick up my book and the bag and I take off my wedding ring and just toss it in. So you walk out the door and the camera pans back and stands over one piece of the ripped up paper that slowly begins to catch fire. But as it does, you can read two sentences. The two that, don't you dare ever follow us. I still love you. And we're in Long Shadow. You all are in the town center and the regular guards are beginning to kind of respond to the speech that they heard from Kasarak and her slave. Oh, this is this is too much. We cannot do this. I, I, I say we back down. They can't kill us all if we give up. Then somebody, I don't know, somebody will save us. Yes, I, I, I think we should quit. This is no. This is no good. And some of them begin dropping their swords and kind of like turning hail, turning tail and are going to hide with some of the people who are ill-equipped to fight. Welcome to the Siege of Longshadow. Turn zero. Well, do you all want to intimidate them back to the line or should Teresia try her feminine charms? I want to find officers and shoot them. That's like my goal. Um, I, I do have the ability to cast fly and invisibility. Maybe, maybe a few acid pits, uh, more of those bombs. I don't think we should go for the people, though. They've got a lot of people. We should, we should go for uh, their food stores and their water. Maybe poison the river. Um, that way they can't drink from it. We should go for the tower. Yeah, you gotta need to get rid of that tower in front of you, though. Oh, what's the immediate threat? Six people running away. Teresa will approach them. She draws her sword, smacks it against her shield. Oh, those oh, are our allies that are running? Don't yes. worry. Oh, hold on. Okay. Oh, gentlemen, oh, surely... Oh, I crack the whip and intimidate them. Gentlemen, surely you won't be leaving little old me to find the wall all alone, will you? It would be very unfortunate to know in the face of the gods that you ran from this chance and allowed your friends and your family to be hurt so badly by these hobgoblins. We'll say that I'm... We'll say I give them an admonishing prayer for my own day that makes this common with Celestial and talks about the duty of honor in combat and retribution for being a coward after giving a vow to defend a place from evil. Each of you are going to make some sort of check. I'll say diplomacy. The book says diplomacy, oratory, soldier. I will let intimidate work too. Um, so each of you will either make a check or aid somebody else's check. I'll go ahead and aid Tracia. This will have effect. Don't aid me. I, I have fucking negative one diplomacy. I will aid somebody else, anybody else. <laughs> This will have an effect on defense points. I will roll intimidate. 
Okay. What What do you say? Um, I crack the whip, and I say, "All of you, get back in line. We didn't train you for nothing. If you run, you have more chance of dying than if you stay. Gorku would be ashamed of you." And I roll a thirty-two. Who's next? Uh, I can do it. I've got some intimidate. I'll eat him. Or diplomacy, okay. or I think intimidate is my best, but I'll. Okay, that's fine. Uh, You're eating. Yeah, I got an eighteen on that sucker. Oh, that is a natural Ooh. 20. I had this weird flashback to when I was a kid. I don't remember much of it, but it pissed me off. I'll tell you that. And I say, get the fuck back to that wall. Are you fucking kidding me, bro? There's like tons of people dying over there. And you all are fucking lollygagging back into town. They don't accept surrender, by the way. So listen to him. Teresia and Laura, what do you do? I've got a minus one to intimidate and diplomacy. So I guess I'll aid. Oh boy, I'm the exact same. Uh, Both of you roll, and whoever's better gets gets the check. All right, do you want to diplomacy or intimidate? Let's go. We'll go for a little bit of diplomacy. Okay, I'll go first. Yep, that's about right. Oh, <laughs> fucking elevate! Well, let's see, let's see, let's see how well uh, Will Teresia does. I'll give you a plus two for your little prayer thing, Teresia. Oh, thanks. I roll a twelve overall, gentlemen. You've heard from my friends. But for my part, I'd be very appreciative if you got back on that wall. And the goddess would also be very appreciative. Yeah. And if you yeah. if you think if you think the one with the whip is angry, you should see me. It is. We're doing diplomacy, <clears throat> right? Yeah. <laughs> you give a little you yeah. give a little sweet, then you give a little bit sour. Jeff Jeff yeah. doesn't know how to be diplomatic. He always just does intimidate. Uh it's a DC twenty. So for the failure of Teresia. Uh, you lose a defense point. I'll mark it. For Cyrix's success and Charlie's success, normally you would gain a defense point for both, but you exceeded the DC by five. So both of you roll me a D4. Two. Four income. Ugh, three. Uh, g- gain five defense points. Um, so people start getting back in line, and then Crawbert uh, <clears throat> kind of separate or splits the... Uh, the group and walks forward on his steed. He pulls his longsword out of his hilt and says, Those creatures out there mean to kill all of you. Take your livelihoods, take your wives, take your husbands, take your children, take everything that ever meant anything to anybody. But they also plan to do it to every person in this country. We are one of the last lines of defense for the entire country. Some of us will lose dearly today, but if you do not fight, if we do not win, this whole country will fail. So I say to you men, fight with me on this battlefield, and let's make them suffer like they want us to. And with all of the uh, fanfare, uh, despite Teresia's failure the troops begin mobilizing and they get into their positions and hunker down where they need to hunker and get ready to fight where they need to fight i didn't realize this whole thing was an extended metaphor for the failures of electoralism it is it always has been (laughs) inside the tower kasarak walks up to one of her soldiers where are the catapults I, I, I don't know, my lady. They were supposed to be here two days ago. Something must have happened. It's the <laughs> damn Nukalevi we hired to get them across the river. She must have done something. Well, this is not a great beginning. And then she uh, she takes out her, uh, her little battle hammer and smashes the fellow in the face. He's dead. But also the catapults are dead, so nothing really happens on turn one. Meanwhile, on the battlefield... The soldiers are engaging with troops of hobgoblins and a team of uh, large or huge creatures uh, begin charging the gate. Anybody got knowledge local? Laura, shoot them! Shoot them! Do I have knowledge local? I got a 29 on my knowledge local. I imagine Gavin will do better, though. Okay, I got a 24. Autox. What? Uh, this is a team of three autocs that are approaching the front gate. Humanoid giant creatures, the strong, 
uh, can I? they got some poison in their claws, and they have an ability called Swift Claw. Can I, uh, can we say that I casted Heroism on all the marshals before we started? Yeah, I mean, we're still in turn one, so... Okay, and yeah... Yeah, you uh, can do that during the turn. I'm gonna make sure um, everybody's Heroism. <clears throat> the Autocs approach the gate, and they're charging through the hordes of men. One of them gets distracted as two uh, beefier soldiers engage it in combat, and one kind of just charges into the wrong group of fighters and is slayed pretty quick, but one makes it to the gate. What do you do? We should probably go kill it. Unless we can't like go kill it, we have to be like some, some action thing. No, you can engage it. No, well, let's engage. So where, where are we? Are we like on the wall, or are we outside the wall, or what's going How, how do we attack? You would be inside the city. I ass- okay, we'll move to I, and, uh, I'll ask them. Do you, I say we should move to the wall and then attack it, or engage with it. I'm with you. Let's put it down. Okay, let's go. Okay. Okay, so you arrive. The Atok is beating heavily on the door. What a strange looking fellow. What uh, do I I'll, need to do to put him down? I'll quickly cast Fly on Laura, and then I'll, well, we'll go to the gate. Or I'll, uh, I guess, get on top of the wall. Yeah, I mean, um, if you have ranged attacks, you should be able to hit it pretty easily. Uh, I have my own plan. Yeah, I guess that's fair. She probably doesn't need flying. Never mind. If we can, can we get on top of the wall? Yeah. I mean, he's about as tall as the wall, though. I mean, can, so oh. can she see it from behind? Can I shoot it? I want to shoot it. Oh, roll initiative. Okay. Uh, Penny's up first. 32. Uh, seeing him down there, I look into my bag of tricks. I'll set up with a snowball. Uh, I open my book and I raise my hand and a ball of ice comes out. It blasts at the guy. Does a 14 beat his touch? I does. Takes 13. Is there a fortitude save on Snowball or am I think no. of Frostbite? Thinking of Frostbite. Uh, Teresia. Teresia will... Oh, yeah, there is a there is a fortitude save. Sorry. Uh, 20. Okay, he takes 19 and he's not staggered. My, my, my save is only a, only a 19, so... Teresia will start moving to a position where she can attack. That may take multiple turns from our current positioning. But when she finishes her movement... She will cast a blessing, and she will summon the Hound Archon on top of that wall so it can melee the beast. Laura. I shoot the fucker. I'm going to do my big hit because I'm not hasted. Hey, I rolled a 10. That means it's 29. So 29 hit him? Yes, that hits. My two hit went up, but my damage didn't. 39 damage, and it receives a minus two to all that happy jazz, ability checks, attack rolls, saving throws, and skill checks. Okay. Syrix. Two attacks. 32. Yep. 34 damage. Okay. And an actual one on the second attack. Charlie. All right. Listen here, motherfucker. I'm going to oh, do two attacks here, and I'm going to uh, focus on this dude. Or what's the, what's the term? Challenge. Challenge. I'm going to challenge this man. If he even is a man, he's not. First attack. Uh, 25. Uh, d- does that count heroism? The plus two? No, it does not. So 27. That hits. Also, that actually does 34 damage because I apply the second uh, bit of painful stare before the round ends for Charlie. Okay. Okay. I will intimidate. Uh, 32. It's actually 34 with heroism, so... 34, uh, sorry. No, you did, you did. I didn't know that applied to intimidate checks. It applies to all your d20 rolls. What's the size modifier for intimidate? Um, it, uh... Is he huge? Yeah. It's a minus four, yeah. He's a, he's a shakeny boy. All right, you get your extra attack then. Hell yeah. Yep, so I've got two more attacks, second attack, and they're all the same thing. And the last one's at a minus five. We'll just minus five, okay. Second is a 20, so that's not going to hit. Third is a 19 and a minus five, so that also won't hit. He just kind of slams on the walls and uh, busts on through, but he's got a, a third arm on his chest, and as a swift action, he can make an extra attack. So he's going to go after... Charlie. Oh, that's not good. 37? Um, on the attack roll? Yeah. I don't like it when you do the thing where you say it's not good and it is good. Yeah, I think it's funny, though. No, it's not. It hits, though. Uh, 20 points of damage. Yeah. Uh, Penny, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to look at the guy and I'm going to be like, party members, hit it with, uh, we'll go grease. Cast grease in the ground, see if he gets flattened. He's got a very good reflex. Yeah, 16. And he slips and falls. Oh, he's a prone, prone boy. 
But the gate's open, right? Uh-huh. That means Frazier can five-foot step and full attack. And he's prone, so you get a plus four. It is turn three in the Battle of Long Shadow. Where's Teresia's turn? Okay. Uh, the Hound will go first. So he'll go for his standard attack, which is a Masterwork Greatsword and a Bite. Well, it's two Masterwork Greatswords and a Bite, I should say. 29 hit? Yeah, the 20 always hits. Oh, this, fu- this fucking dog might confirm. Does a 26 confirm? Jesus, exactly. Woo! The dog lets out a fucking vicious-ass howl doing 23 damage for the second attack. A 10 will fly not hit. No, just just barely miss. Goes for its bite. I don't think a 15 will do it. Nope. Teresia will. Five foot step, swift action. She will cast Divine Favor on herself. She will full attack. So, 24, does that hit? No. 31, does that hit? Yes. He takes uh, 20 damage. Okay. And I will, for the final shield bash, I'm going to imagine that a 23 fails to connect. Yes, you would be correct. Laura Toller. Uh, man, why'd y'all have to make him prone? Now he's harder to hit. By the way, while you guys are within 10 feet of the Hound Archon, you have circle of protection against evil. Nice. Um, last time I did not apply my heroism because I'm a fool, so heroism is in play now, but I am taking, uh, what is the minus to hit a prone target with range? He, he gets four. a plus four to his AC. Does a 27 hit it? <clears throat> nope. Curses and madness. Only because he's prone, though. You know, I don't blame y'all. I blame the fact that Roll20 won't let me roll above fucking six. Roll20 hates me, y'all. Cyrix, it's your turn. She's prone, so that's a plus four. Yep. Two decks. Motherfucker. 22. And a 19. Ah, uh, no. Charles. Charles. I will. Uh, is, the, is he still shaking or no? Yeah. And I will... Continue to challenge him, and I will roll my three attacks. Remember that that uh that only there was a bonus. What the 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 challenge thing? You only spin it once per enemy. Okay, okay, that's good to know. So I still have three of those left then. Yep. All right. First attacks a twenty-seven after the heroism bonus. Uh, yeah, that hits. Uh, twenty-eight damage on that first attack. Ooh, he is looking looking Ooh. to be in rough shape. Ooh, Second he did it. Thirty-four. With no, a so roll to confirm of a, or a 36 with a roll to confirm of a 30. I assume that's going to confirm. Derek? So is this your full base attack bonus? Because I don't think you get the hurtful thing again. What? Yeah, this is just my regular base attack bonus. Right, so this would be your second full attack bonus. So this would be the one you hypothetically get from the intimidate thing, right? No, because I get two attacks and then the intimidate's the third. Yeah, but I'm saying that this, if this is... I don't think you get the Intimidate one. <clears throat> so I think your other attack is at a ne- negative five penalty because your second attack is at a negative five penalty. That's not a negative five. That's the ch- Intimidate one, right? I'm saying he doesn't get the Intimidate one. When I, the feat says whenever you successfully demoralize an opponent within your melee reach, you can make a single melee attack against that creature with swift action. I think you can only do that on a turn that you do demoralize. Yeah, but I don't see any damage fall off for this on the sheet. Yeah, but it's not going to confirm. So if, if what I'm saying, if what you're saying is right, he had a second attack, which gets a minus five, which would be a right. 23. And after heroism in it being prone, that's a plus six to a 29. Yeah, you're fine. In this situation, as Gavin has pointed out, the creature is prone. So that with the heroism bonus makes my roll of 23 a 29, which should confirm, correct, Eric? Yes. And that's going to be a 93 damage. Uh, you kill him by 92 damage. <laughs> you always say that. How much do you really have left? The Hound Archon grabs your arm and cheers in the air. Oh! Yeah, he had one hit point left. So I guess this whole fight really didn't matter at all. Yeah, it really didn't, then, Derek. Why'd you make such well, a can we fix, think of it? Can we fix the door real quick? I have the mending cantrip. <clears throat> Start casting. I don't know. I don't know. Can you? Start casting mending. <clears throat> I also have mending. Can I aid him? And I have knowledge if, engineering. If you all help pick up the door, all well, the stronger ones, and hold them in place, you might be able to mend the, I don't know, the some parts of the door frame. So I think we can each mend up to 10 pounds. So that might okay. be like a few of the big bolts and stuff. Okay. Um, I know how to fix these doors. I've made it myself. Everybody. You, uh, Cyrix, you're strong. And uh, Charlie, you're strong. And all of you are so strong. Um, uh, you three, start putting up the door. We're going to start casting mending on it. Uh, I imagine Charlie is probably the strongest, so I will aid Charlie. Uh, using my using knowledge engineering and uh, the two mending casts, how long will it take us to fix the door? 
oh, several hours. Mending heals 1d4 hit points. He obliterated this motherfucker. What will it take just to get the door to stand in place and not necessarily be 100%? Like two hours, I guess, instead of three? Like, this thing is in pieces. He's a very strong giant. Okay, what if we haul the fat fuck's body into the doorway? I mean, yeah, you could do that. Okay, well... I'm sorry for not preparing greater main hole. It's fine. If you really could we just, just barricade the door? Like could we use yeah. the shrapnel door to make a barricade? That's what I'm saying. Like the, body. The, the fucking the fucking giant and the bits of door. Eventually get something. Just like stab the splinters <clears throat> into the body and use it to create a spiked barricade. Okay. It we'll just we'll be realistic with the body. I'm gonna take the head and put it on a spike. Uh, and I'll pull out a dagger and start cutting this thing. So I'm gonna say if you wanna mend the door all the way, I'm gonna call that two turns. If you wanna barricade it, I'll just call it one. Sounds good. So which one are we doing? I'm partial to both. Um, uh, would it take two turns if only some of them were working on uh, repairing? Yes. Mending takes 10 minutes to cast and deals 1d4 hit points. It's going to be a while. He's right. So It is a zero level spell. Like, would it be... Because I understand that like the reason that we might not be partial to the longer option is that other things could happen during those two hours. Do Correct. we want to, and I hate to say this, split the party no. so that we can get the door mended in two turns because I feel like if we do it smartly, we could also, anything that would happen in that extra turn while the door is being mended, we could manage. I, I think um, ah, that's hard because we either go for the long-term fix or we go for the barricades. <laughs> and like, if you really think about it, if two of us are casting mending, even with engineering, like that would only get us like out of two hours, a total of 24 casts, which <clears> is tr- like an average of like 60 HP on the door, which is nice. Uh, I don't know if that's enough. Maybe barricading is enough. Right. Also keep in mind that there, there's like hordes of hobgoblins charging at the door right now. Like I said, I, I think we just drag the fucker's body as best we can to the doorway. And yeah, like, okay. Let's start you're, not haul that, you're not be able to haul that thing in here on, like, a ground. Okay, with, with the fact that there's an army outside of it, I think it's best we just make a makeshift barricade to try to just slow them down as much as we can. And, I mean, you could also, like, put your archers on the top of the door. It's like, oh, yeah, you can come through the door, but you gotta get through these assholes. So we're barricading the door, we're moving well, troops we to don't the know. wall. Does that, does that sound like something we want to do? Yes, we don't have any other choices. Yeah, okay. we can't Are you okay with that? Open. Are you okay with that, uh, Begley? I know what you're, you like talked about the longer option. Do you still think it's good to go for it? Or since there's the battle out, um, I guess. We can go with the short option. Okay. Then we'll go with the short option. We'll barricade it and bring troops up. <clears throat> so you're done with that. Don't like we had an Earthmancer. It is turn four, and nothing is immediately going on. The battle still rages outside the. The um, hobgoblin numbers are still increasing slowly, and the militia troops are starting to have to fall back a little bit, but they're still more or less holding their own. And the city's defenses, for the moment, are fine. So if there's not just a horde pouring through, maybe we should focus on defense right now. Maybe if if we get an opening, I say we should take the tower out. But if there's not just an infinite horde pouring out of it, we should probably focus on what we have right now. Do we think we would need everybody to take out the general? Uh, I mean, not to be super meta, but that, that's the saying. boss battle. That's the boss battle. Right, well, if you need a Charlie Solo mission at any point, I'm down. Well, fuck it. Okay, let's just look around and see who needs help around us. Is there anybody with an eyesight there that might be a quote-unquote type of random encounter that we can go engage in? Are there any officers I can snipe? I mean, so there's like hobgoblins and stuff climbing climbing the walls and getting over, but they're more or less getting taken out quickly because they're not, the bulk of the force isn't there yet. So inside the town at this very moment, not to say that the next moment isn't going to be worse, but at this moment there's really nothing going on. Mainly because you took out that fight faster than I think the book wanted you to. But other than that, I mean, there are people injured, but it's not like 
crazy devastation. Okay. Hey, well, why, why don't we just rush into the next, the nearest melee and help out until something actually happens? I, I think that's even worse than uh, staying back or going for the tower. I think staying back and watching until something unfolds that our troops can't deal with. I, I think we also should be wary of the tricks that they'll play during the siege. And I think those giants were the first one. Trace just really wants to smack the fuck out of something. And barring that, she wants to cast Stabilize on her allies. So uh, that's option one and option two in my mind priority. So otherwise, I'll do whatever. But she wants to get a murderer. I mean, I can just say you're wandering around in like this general vicinity, taking out whatever hobgoblins you can. And I mean, I don't think you have to roll for that. Well, in that case, if cleanup duty is just a, is just a static thing, then fuck it. Yeah, why not? Uh, give me perception checks. By the way, I imagine just walking along the wall, casually murdering cop goblins, climbing it. Like Gandalf in the Battle of Helm's Deep. Yeah. These poor bastards are like level five, just like a level level three warrior hop goblin. Thirteen. Twenty-seven. Twenty-two. Unfortunate. Also, the Hound Archive will stick around for a minute until he gets uh, sent back. But the entire time, he's having conversations with you in true speech about the, the holiness of Ivan with it. 24. In the town center, creatures have begun flying over and drop rocks on the center of the, some of the soldiers, and they kind of like flee. And then they all land on the ground. Oh, yeah. Those fucking gargoyles there. Theorix, do you recognize uh, these as creatures you fought at Camp Ridgeline? In fact, one is one of those you fought at Camp Ridgeline. These are harpies. Are they within shouting distance? Um, no. If you're at the wall, they're at the center of town. Do you want to move to them, or do you want yes. to kind of... Yes. Yeah, I'm with Theorix. Right? Let's go. We ride for murder. Around... So you get there at the start of round six. And the one... Who you recognize, Cyrix, the one in the back, Cyrix, looks at you and she says, <laughs> You're one of those from, oh, you kept my hobgoblin husband away from me. This um, is sweet revenge. How many times do I have to tell you he's my husband? Rolling initiative. initiative. 17. Big Charlie got 20. Oh, hey, 15. Derek, yeah. I, I, I hazard to ask this question. How much time has passed since the end of last combat? Um, so you finished it on round three, and then you did the gate, and then then round four happened, and this happened at the start of round five, so two. Oh, all our buffs are still up. Okay. Well, almost all. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. Heroism's still up. Okay. But these, like I said at the beginning, like some of this is arbitrary. It's not like rounds when it's outside of combat. Okay, I'd, so say probably about, I'd say probably about an hour and a half has passed. Okay, and heroism's like good for like an hour and 40 minutes, I believe, right? Yeah, uh, my heroism's an hour and 40, yeah. No, it's, yeah. yeah, it's hour and 40, 100 minutes. Sounds good. Um, so it's the Carrion Bride's turn. She's gonna fly over at Cyrix and pass her, but on the way of passing her, she's going to take a Talon attack. 22 against Flatfoot. Yeah. Uh, 12 points of damage. Cool beans. And it is Penny's turn. I it's will. A, this one's probably like five feet above the air. That's fine. Thank you. Um, I will go ahead and... Are the other three on the ground? Okay, I'm going to cast a glue thing on them. It's this square right here. Uh, could they make me reflex saves? Probably not. Well, they are harpies. One fails, and I got a seven. One fails, and I got a 17 and an 18 on the two that are potential. Okay, neither of those make it as so. Uh, they are currently entangled on the ground in glue. Uh, it takes a, they have to, they can make a standard action to either use an escape artist check or a, um, a combat maneuver check to get out of it, uh, whichever's higher. Um, and it has to be by DC of 19 on their turn. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go here. No, I'm gonna go here. Um, Charlie. Um, well, I'm not much used from range, so I believe I'm gonna have to move in and attack the gargoyle that's on the top of this okay. formation. And so this will only be one attack, and I don't even think I'm going to expend a challenge on this. That's smart. You do still get your... Uh, heroism or whatever. 
uh, heroism, and you can still do your intimidate thing. Um, okay, well then, yeah, I will go ahead and intimidate just to see if that works out. You do have to hit first, so if this one hits, you can... Oh, okay, I see, I see what you mean. All right, so the first one after uh, heroism is a 25. Uh, yes, that hits. And that'll do 16 damage. The intimidate's a 24. Uh, yeah. Okay, so this one will be at a minus 5, this attack. Nope. That's oh, because, okay, that's, that's right, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I understand that. And that'll be a 24? Uh, yes. 19 damage. Okay. That one's not looking super great, uh, but it is its turn. I guess even if it's entangled, it just can't move. It can still attack, though, right? Yeah. Actually, you know what? She, she, this one become, or starts singing, and it's, it's so beautiful. It's like Celine Dion and like Whitney Houston had a baby. Everybody give me will saves. Is that a spell? Nope. It is a special ability. Okay. Supernatural. Sounds good. Derek, will it be targeting fear? I assume that would No. 19. I rolled poorly. Got a 12. 28. There's a charm. Oh, 7. 22. Who got above... Who got below a 16? I did. I did. Uh, you are captivated for... Yeah, you're captivated. A victim under the effect of the captivating song moves towards the harpy until the most direct means available. If the path leads them into a dangerous area, such as off the cliff, you, it doesn't keep you captivated. A victim five feet from the harpy stands and offers no resistance from the attacks. Which one's the harpy? The one you're right in front of, the one you attacked. That one's the harpy? Yeah. Oh. They're all harpies. Oh, okay. You said the harp. I was confused because you said it's singular. Uh, this effect continues for as long as the harpy sings and one round thereafter. Wait, no. Wait, so can I not attack while I'm captivated? Correct. Nope. Ah, all right. Somebody kill this harpy. Well, I stare at the bride that attacked me. Okay. Fuck her up. Uh, two attacks. She's trying to take her husband. 20. Uh, miss. Fuck, these dice are being so mean to you today. 28. That one hits. 25 damage. God, three ones. Fuck roll 20. It's another, it's another harpy's turn. What do I have to make to get out of this? Uh, they need to make either an escape artist check. Oh, wait, no. Um, yeah, the escape artist check is a standard action. Um, it gets my DC, and then that's that's all they can do. And then it becomes difficult terrain, but they can fly, so it's, you know. Yeah. Uh, she tries to do it, but it doesn't work. So she's still trapped in the glue. Laura, how's it feel being captivated? I don't actually know. Do I have to, like, walk towards her? Yep. And when you I'll get off. five feet, you stop and can't do anything. Here I'd be. Uh, Teresia. Uh, I'll throw a blessing down, put the hound in the middle of three harpies in that one square, uh, and then I will move. Can the hound archon fly? Negative. It's a, it's a fucking human with a dog head. Is it stuck in the blue? It will be, but it's just entangled. That's fine. And then uh, I will move there and end my turn. Okay. It's another one of the harpies' turns. The harpy on the bottom is going to strike out at Laura because she's very close. Oh, Derek, I'm so sorry. Before we go any further, can they all make a DC 16 will save for the Archon's Aura? Yeah, just the three, not the other, the big, big one. Uh, that's, uh, it'll be a 20 foot radius. 14. Natural 20, so the second one succeeds. And then 23. Okay, so the one that failed gets negative two attack, negative two saves, negative two. Uh, AC. And that will last until the Archon is dismissed or the creature hits the Archon. The bottom one is going to take two Talon attacks at at Lord. That one misses. And 16 misses. Correct? It does not. It is the Bride's turn. Not a fan, honestly. She takes negative three two attack rolls. <laughs> She's going to do a five foot step in the air, I guess. And then go after Cyrix with it's a 16, so that misses. And that is a natural one, so that misses. And stick out my tongue. At the top of turn seven, though, you start hearing um, some some screaming. You, you kind of notice around you the soldiers are nearby. Some of them are starting to lose their nerve as they witness the horrors of war. Friends dying, people being tortured before, and a seemingly endless wave of enemies coming in and some of them slowly begin to break ranks but it is penny's turn um i don't have much here i want to keep my spells for the cc so 
Uh, I'll go ahead and walk up and stab with my dagger. Okay. Natural one. Never mind. Yeah, it misses. I just uh, see her like just charging forward, just like yeah. Uh, Charlie is captivated. Bad news. Y'all were supposed to kill that guy before I got there. The one that captivated Charlie is gonna try to attack Charlie, and I'm just rolling ones all over the place. Uh, <laughs> Nineteen does not hit, I assume. Nope. A Cyrix's turn. Fuck her up. Two attacks. That's gonna be your your uh, catchphrase. Two attacks. Twenty-four. It's 30 damage. Nice. Okay. 19. Uh, misses. Okay. Uh, I'm going to apply my second stare to uh, either Laura or Teresia if any of either of them hit. Whoever hits first. Okay. Give it to me. Yeah. Um, this harpy. She's going to go after the hound archon. 13. Dead. It doesn't work. All right. Uh, Laura. Still captivated. Bro, I'm straight up not having a good time. Uh, but the good news is this is the last turn of captivation because she stopped singing to try to attack Charlie. Uh, Teresia. Teresia will five foot step. Use and she'll turn on her sacred weapon bonus for a round. So let's see. Uh, Derek, this thing is flanked. I'll let you calculate the AC there. You get a plus two. Well, I, I'll just let Derek subtract the two. It might be easier for all of us. Uh, 22, 18, and a crit threat. Uh, it's dead. Okay. Uh, that last one was a shield bash. Would that have killed it on the crit there? Nope, the first one would have killed it. Damn. Okay, and then the Hound Archon will attack. Was that the Harpy that was captivating both Laura and Charlie is dead, right? Yeah. Okay, the Hound Archon will turn and attack the one to its south. Okay. Could you make a reflex save, Teresia? My reflex save will be 31. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. It is difficult to rain now. You worry. That's fine. Yeah, thank you. That's good to know. Oh. Goodness. Okay, so the the dog starts. Does a twenty five hit? Uh, yeah. Good job, Bubba. He'll take nine damage. Okay. Second attack of fifteen. I assume that misses. Up, oh, that's a hit. You're entangled. <laughs> He'll take an additional seven damage. Okay. And then for the bite, does it? Ooh, up. <laughs> this dog, though, man. This fucking yeah. archons can grits. Can you give uh, those good rolls to the people at the party? You can do damage. I'm sorry. This is a celestial being. God itself is helping out. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, only an 11 on the confirmation, Derek. Uh, yeah, that, unfortunately that'll miss. It still does three more damage. Okay. Oh! It's the Harpy's turn. Uh, it's gonna try to lash out at Laura again. Uh, miss. Oh. Miss. These, that's another fucking natural one. So, your dice are doing just as well as mine. Well, at least the playing field is even. Beginning of turn eight. She is going to use. That's stupid. She's going to try to attack Cyrix twice. Go for it, bitch. 31 confirm. Uh, roll a 1d100. You fucking. I am going to use my, my light fortification armor, which I've never done um, before. You okay, so that's 20%. I don't know how you. No, that's 25%. I don't know how you remembered that. <laughs> Because so, I, I, knew, I knew in one split second, I was like, mm, I know I have something for this. I'm not going to give it to them. <laughs> and so between a one, a 26 and higher confirms. Yeah. yeah. Well, Either yeah. Way. Also, I trigger Mesmeric Mirror. And what do I do to get around that? Uh, roll a... <laughs> Let me double check here. Um, Roll a 1d4, and if it's a 4, you hit me. It is a 2. You don't hit me. And there are now simply two Cyrixes instead of three. Okay, second attack is a 22. Yeah, that would hit, but uh, roll a 1d3. That's a 2. Um, that doesn't hit, so now there is simply one mirror of me left. Uh, Penny. Um... I'll five foot step here. Oh, no, man, it's fine. We can't flank. Um, I'll just stab it. Oh, 12. Fuck was that shit. Why does the, 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 the wizard have a knife out? It's, it's, by the way, you look at it and it's glistening a little bit. A lot of good that did you. Yeah, no, it doesn't do shit for me that you know of. Uh, Charlie, you are unenticed. <sighs> oh, I hated that. God, I don't blame you. Uh, fuck him up, Charlie. All right, I'm going to fuck him up. I'm going to move up here. Yes. All right, make a reflex save. Why? Because there's glue. I'm sorry. What do I have to roll over? Reflex. 
No, I know. What do I what do I have to get to roll to pass? A nineteen. This? A nineteen. I'm not gonna pass. Oh You're right. my fucking god. Heroism. It's a D twenty roll. How the fuck your reflex save uh, that low? Not not first saves, I'm sorry. How the fuck your reflex right. save Okay, but the heroism spell is a morale bonus on attack roll saves and skill checks. On saves? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you're good oh. So you rolled a 20. Yes, who just cleared it. What am I thinking of that... <clears throat> I know what haste? you're thinking of, but I can't think of what it is. No, not haste. Charlie, okay. what do you do? I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Uh, I would like to... Again, I'm not going to challenge here, but I am going to go for an irregular attack. A regular full attack. Don't forget. Yes. And uh, it's going to be with heroism a 21. Yes, that hits. Okay. 17 damage on that. It is it dead. Is. And oh. I will... Oh, never mind. So sad. And that will be my turn. Sirix. Fuck her up. Uh, I'm going to say, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. Two attacks. 27. Uh, it's... 32 damage. Jesus. Fuck. 18. Nah. And by 18, I mean a 20. That misses. Or no, that is just an 18. So sad. Okay. Laura. I'm not captivated anymore, right? Nope. Hey, use that feet. Use the ability you got. Yeah. Um, hmm. Tag him and tag him. Tag him and tag him, I guess. Ooh. Ah! That's a 20. Woo! Yeah, that'll hit. And then does a 31 confirm. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Hell yes! God, I really need to remember how to actually crit with this character. The, just saying I do 39 damage doesn't make me very lazy. I mean, do you care about the total amount of damage? Would you like to do, do they just die? Yeah, it's got six hit points left. <laughs> uh, I just put a huge... I just, like, get them out of my trance. I look at the one next to me. Pull back my bow and just snapshot it, and it just like gets pinned into the ground. The arrow's in the eye before the bowstring is like fully expelled the arrow, so it just pushes through. And then I just turn around and look at the one, and I'm just like, You're next! Dude, can you dismiss your spittle? No, I can't. I'm sorry. Teresia's turn. All right. Well, well so is the Archon actually stuck? Yes. It's entangled. God, I'm so sorry. All right. Well, the Archon will try to break free. Can it break free? Yeah, yes. make an escape artist. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, yeah. it doesn't make it. Uh, Teresia will clonk and attack. That's a 25 hit. Yes. It'll take 13 damage. It'll actually take 18 damage. Oh! Okay. Um, start of round nine. Give me uh, perception checks. They're all running away, these fucking pussies. Oh, a 10. I got a 35. 24. Um... If that 35 does it, I probably won't even bother rolling because I don't think that's very high. Yeah. <laughs> 35 doesn't do it. Laura, you see in the sky a a hawk, and the hawk kind of like waves its wings kind of funky and blasts out a lightning bolt, and it hits the harpy, and the harpy dies. The eagles have come, and the eagles have come. Ah. Uh, so the hawk. Uh, flies around and joins up with another hawk and they land at your feet and then they wild shape back. Mom! From from the top, they're, they're attacking the ducks. Just kind of like shocked for a moment. Just kind of blink my eyes. The ducks! Thank you. I just kind of look at everyone else and I just start doing that jog with my huge bow that I have to do because my bow is very cumbersome. I'll catch no. up. I got one thing to take care of first. And I crack my whip at our fucking pussy deserters. Get back in line. And I say, you're okay, kid, to Laura's daughter. I'll know who she is. <laughs> so on your, on your way to the dock. Sarah, that's my daughter's name. Sarah. <laughs> Jesus. You are a terrible let me Let me intimidate the deserters, Derek. You should Damn. intimidate those. Deserters. No. no. I mean, they're going to use a turn on that? No. Right, so on your way to the docks, you... A large... Five or six deserters, deserters are run past you, and from the direction that they're running from, uh, in an alleyway, you see Mayor Robert, and he is being held up. Hobgoblin, with a knife to his neck, and another with a knife to his back. Do they see us as we come in on this? Oh, definitely. Take the shot, Laura. Let me describe the situation. The situation is that these hobgoblins are about to fucking... Oh, these are bugbears, aren't they? Well, Wait a yes, second. Bugbears. These are nightmare bugbears. Motherfucker. These are the nightmare bugbears. You motherfucker. They're holding up the mayor. And that's the end of our broadcast week. Fuck! Oh my god. Laura. <laughs> 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 
there's someone more! <laughs> They're my hated type. They keep giving me nightmares. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo.